Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Yes, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, as I said, I'm your host, Corey Wara. Thank you all for joining me on The Geek Show this week. We have a jam-packed show, as always. The Geek Show is a show where you take a break from all the politics, all the yelling, all the screaming, push it aside, and let's talk about some fun things. Video games, movies, TV shows, a little bit of everything. And if this is your first time here, welcome. Uh, the show is broken down like this. We'll start off with news of the week, and I have to be 100% upfront with you guys. I have the most random stories to go over this week, some in technology, some in hacking, uh, some in YouTube and TikTok world, just a very hosh posh of uh, news and headlines that came out this week. And then we, after that, we'll take a break and we come back. We'll go over the land of movies where we talk about the latest in movies, television, either what's playing right now or some rumors and news in that world. Then we take a break for news. We get back after that. We'll go to Corey's Tech Corner. And today I'm going to be talking about a specific thing. And if I have time, I might throw in a couple small ones, but I want to talk to you guys about Starlink versus 5G. Starlink is something is that is going to be talked about, I think, pretty hard this year as it starts to expand. It just entered its pre-phase where you can set up for it, and it's all about your internet and your internet speed. So you want to stick around for that. And then we'll end the show with the top five list of the week. I got two trailers and some great, great audio for you guys. But for right now, Let's go into the news of the week because, oh my gosh, seriously, I'm just closing my eyes. I'm going to pick a random story here. Let's see. Ah, it's this one. Okay, Panasonic is a company that does electronics, and uh, but the reason I'm bringing them up, and I'm going to just set expectations right now to let you down. I'm going to talk about this product and how cool it is, uh, but you should know it's already sold out. It's impossible to get more of these. But there is a new little robot that they have designed called Nikobo, and it's basically, it was built for companionship. And it very loosely looks like a cat. It's all fuzzy, not with like fur, but almost like a, it's like a sock, like that type of texture. And, uh, it does things like wiggle its tail, uh, and its head. It blinks and it also farts. I'm not joking. That is one of the selling points for it, that it farts. And it can sort of talk to you in a weird gibberish kind of way. Uh, sadly, like I said, you can't buy it, but Panasonic is only planning on making a few hundred of them. It was available for pre-order via its crowdfunding platform. We're going to get to that in a second here. And they have all been claimed six hours when the campaign launched. Uh, it was sold out by that point. It will cost $360 and you are expected to pay around $10 a month to get things like software updates for it. Now, this story just started blowing up everywhere as everyone started talking about this adorable farting cat. And uh, 
I have a feeling that if it gets enough traction that they'll eventually make more because why would Panasonic say, ah, I don't want to make money, especially with a subscription service of $10 a month to get updates for your farting cat. Uh, maybe it will eventually learn how to burp. I don't know. I love weird pieces of technology. They don't necessarily have to do anything. And I love stuff like this, just random things. And you know what? If it's it's designed for companionship, if it makes someone feel better all more power to them. But I just love bizarre technology in limited quality, and I'm so mad I missed out on this. Not that I could just throw $360 out randomly, but uh, I would have saved up for this one because I, I just love it. Who doesn't want a digital farting cat? I have a cat. I don't think he's ever farted, but uh, I would love to have a robot farting cat. It's called uh, Nikobo, and it was from Panasonic. If you get a chance, look it up. It's hilariously adorable. Now, uh, I mentioned the word crowdfunding platform. This is something that I think we are going to see a lot more in the tech world uh, with products. And I'm going to explain it because of this story over here. This one is Amazon is introducing a program called the Build It program and is starting off. I think it started off this week or maybe it was uh, later this week. But uh, the company is having day one editions almost like a uh, crowdfunding platform. And right now they started the program with a smart uh, Alexa enabled smart cuckoo clock. And you can order it for $80 and it comes with a bunch of features and stuff. But the thing is, is that it has to get so many orders before they'll make it. And I think this might be the an interesting way for exclusives to happen. Because one of the biggest annoyances as a collector of uh, different things in the geek world, specifically art with me, is that uh, some of these collectors, and we saw it with the PlayStation 5, uh, there are people out there who have computers that are dedicated to buying via an algorithm that they have to have their computer buy up uh, limited edition things as fast as possible so that they can then resell it on eBay for double, triple, quadruple the price and make a profit on it. We saw that hard with um, the PlayStation 5 and most recently the Pokemon cards from McDonald's. And uh, I think this might be a very interesting way to help stop the people from doing that. Because with this, you're just pre-ordering it. And maybe because you're pre-ordering it, Amazon and Panasonic, which was the last... Uh, story we did maybe they would be able to track who's buying it and if they see that oh joe schmo from kansas city bought 500 units uh that doesn't seem right they will be able to cancel it and maybe that is our way to fight people from trying to steal money from people especially in the in the digital and geek world there's nothing worse than uh a scene like kids who are just super depressed because they want something that they saved up money for, but other people like adults get there before them and uh, sell it back to the kids for triple the price. And I'm looking at you, McDonald's, because, well, it's not McDonald's fault, but uh, that's the prime example is that uh, Pokemon cards are things that kids really enjoy. I loved that in second grade. I think it was second grade was really the the top priority. Mrs. Whitmore's class? I believe it was Whitmore's class. And, uh, oh, yeah, I trade, traded my Zapdos card for Charizard. Oh, that was the best deal I ever did. But uh, they, they are designed for kids, and I understand that collectors want them. And if you are a collector, without a doubt, you should be able to get one. But if you're just a person who's going to buy something... 
only to resell it for triple the price. Uh, I don't think you deserve it. So maybe this really is a way to combat this. Uh, let's stay in the digital space and talk about TikTok and YouTube. First, TikTok. TikTok is being slammed over in the EU over a hidden advertising to kids. The European Consumer Advocacy Group has filed a complaint against TikTok, including allegations that the Chinese-based social media platform isn't being transparent on why it needs to collect some data on the users. I'll mention this probably throughout the entire year and as long as I'm on the Geek Show. Your number one most valuable piece of anything that you can give a company outside of money is information. Information about you, information about your kids. And you have to remember that uh, you have rights to privacy online. And if a company says, hey, we're not going to collect your info, only to later say, ah, we actually did collect your info and sold it to advertising firms. Uh, we need to watch out for that. And if TikTok's doing that, they should be shut down hard. Uh, most of the concerns of TikTok in the United States revolve around their data and how much the Chinese government monitors that content. But I'm glad that the EU is stepping up to stop hidden advertising for kids and collecting information on what kids are watching, what they're doing, how they're using their device. I mean, I just don't see anything good coming out of that. Speaking of TikTok, uh, YouTube is introducing a beta launch for YouTube Shorts, and it will be launched on in March of this year. And it is basically YouTube's attempt to get into the TikTok game. So it will be short clips, maybe one to two minutes. And it, it's basically just a copy of TikTok. Will it take off i don't know uh youtube is obviously one of the biggest platforms for online video content but when it comes to tiktok tiktok has that service that when you go there you know what you're getting and that is one to two minute pieces of audio that are funny that are random and are weird so uh, i'll be curious to see there are thousands of companies who have tried to step up to take down tiktok uh but tiktok's still been number one this one's horrifying north korea reportedly tried to to hack Pfizer to steal the COVID vaccine technology. Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine was authorized for the emergency use in December for us, and North Korea tried to hack them and get the vaccine and treatment information, according to South Korea's intelligence agency. It's unclear when the hack occurred or whether it was successful, but I'm willing to bet that it wasn't because North Korea would have stepped out by now and said, hey, we actually have it. We got it from you. Ha ha. Because it seems like no one's going to do anything with North Korea. But uh, it's just another example. Like, it should be worrisome to people that a, a country that is under a dictatorship that has... Uh, not exactly the richest country in the world is better at hacking than the United States of America. Like that's just worrying to me. So I hope all of these hacks will eventually wake up somebody and say, ah, maybe we should focus a little more on that. But it seems like, uh, that's in the back burner right now for this current administration. One more story, then we'll take a break. There is a new product called the Sound Beamer. Well, not a product. It's being designed currently. It's an Israeli startup company called Noveto. And this is a device that will sit on your counter, almost like a smart speaker, and it will be able to beam audio directly to you, and you won't have to wear headphones. It's basically invisible headphones that promise to beam audio to you. 
But what's crazy is, according to this company, they claim that the audio will be private. Unlike regular speakers, which are meant to fill a room with sound, the Sound Beamer is designed to be a device that will deliver personalized audio just for you. Apparently, this device will be able to monitor where you are in a room, and it will shoot the audio to you, and it, you will have a little bubble over your face, basically, of audio that somebody standing to the right of you or to the left of you won't be able to hear. If that's true, that is insane. And if we can get like five different, like if the person to the right of me is listening to sports, I'm listening to talk, and the guy left of me is listening to music, and it was able to do that, that would be game-changing. So I'm going to keep an eye on that one, but who knows, maybe we'll have audio beamed to us uh, pretty soon. And with that, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll go to the land of movies and talk about some really cool news, including a new announcement by Netflix. They're partnering up with Tim Burton to create a brand new series that's a spinoff from another series. I'm confused, too. I'll explain after the break. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment where we talk about movies, TV shows, and streaming services. And in fact, streaming services is where we're going to start. HBO Max did some huge announcements this week. Uh, last week, we talked about they announced a whole slate of new cartoon series that are aimed towards adults. And now they have ordered this week a over 3,000 hours of content for kids, including cartoons, sitcoms, uh, series, movies, a little bit of everything. And they're doing that because they realized, oh, hey, kids are using this technology a lot, and Disney is kind of taking it all from us, Disney and Netflix. So we want to get into that market. And just to explain how powerful these streaming services are for kids, uh, YouTube and Netflix ranked the top two platforms in which kids aged 5 to 12 spend time. Roughly 65% of kids pick YouTube as their go-to entertainment source. At the same time, cable networks like Nickelodeon are losing their audience hard, seeing a drop of nearly 50% in viewership from 2015 to 2020. While viewership on cable is down, the time that kids spend on their screens are way, way up. They're just getting it directly from streaming platforms and apps like YouTube and TikTok. So HBO obviously will want to get in this game. HBO has a huge collection of uh, things for kids that they can help promote their stuff. They own Cartoon Network. They own Adult Swim. They own, uh, I think the Sesame Street group is owned by them. And a bunch of other categories and groups that they work with. So I think HBO is going to be on the right track there. Uh, I'll, I'm just curious to see how long this streaming uh, explosion is going to happen. It seemed like for a while there, we had new streaming services being announced every week. And it seems like everybody already has a streaming service now. So maybe that's that will slow down, but I'll just be curious to see how these things will evolve as we keep moving forward. Now, I mentioned it earlier, uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton is making a live-action spin-off series from a classic, and I mean super classic, uh, TV show. Any guesses? Da-da-da-da. The Addams Family. Yes, Tim Burton is making a live-action Addams Family spin-off about Wednesday 
for Netflix. According to a blog post that announced it, the first season of Wednesday will span eight episodes following Wednesday Adams as she heads off to attend the peculiar Nevermore Academy. The show will see Wednesday deal with her relationships around school, her psychic abilities, which I did not know that she had, and mysterious surroundings, uh, both a murder in the local town and her parents' supernatural past. The new series that will be with Netflix is not related at all to the current comedic horror franchise Adam's Family that they had out recently in fact I think the sequel's coming out on October 1st of this year so super cool I really love Tim Burton uh, when I went to film school we had a project where we had to um, write and direct a film in the style of our favorite director and I did Tim Burton and uh, I really like Tim Burton. He's a very unique and different take. I know a lot of people don't like him, but uh, I've talked about my fight with uh, depression uh, in high school. And I went to films. Films was my way to escape from that and to escape from uh, the world. And Tim Burton was a big part of that. So anything that Tim Burton does, I'll stand by even uh, his most weird stuff <laughs> that are out there. Uh, let's continue on. Do we have time? Now, we got to do some little ones, then we'll take a break. Appearing as a guest on Lights, Camera, Barstool podcast, director Joe Russo. You would know him from uh, the Avengers movies and Captain America Civil War. Hyped the franchise potential of Disney's live-action Hercules remake that he's currently uh, on track to direct with his brother. Uh what was really kind of crazy about the whole story was he mentioned that this might open the door to a cinematic universe in the live action Disney movies. So like the movies, uh, like all the Avengers movies, those are considered a Avenger Marvel cinematic universe. He's talking about maybe creating a Disney live action universe where all of the characters live in the same world and will interact with each other in various ways. Not to get super nerdy, but if they bring Kingdom Hearts which is a fantastic video game series into this, I will literally cry. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Uh, and sad news, one of my favorite shows of recent memory is HBO's Watchmen. Uh, they have confirmed that there's still no plans as of right now to make a season two. I, it makes sense because of how season one ended, but at the same time, I would love to go back into that world. It is a, a series that is a sequel to one of the greatest and most beloved comic book series of all time, The Watchmen, and yeah, super, super cool. Uh, according to a report, we are getting more Transformers movies. Yes, I'm not the biggest fan of those movies, but we're getting more of them. They keep making money. Uh, a rumor is that it's going to be titled Transformers Beast Alliance. Now, uh, this one's very interesting. I've slowly been learning about the history of the Gremlins series, uh, specifically with Gremlins 2 and how bizarre, weird, and just crazy the behind the scenes were for that movie uh, but take that aside on the heels of the recent Mountain Dew commercial where the Gremlins star Zach Galligan was in it uh, they said that they are working currently on a Gremlins 3 with HBO Max so we might be getting more Gremlins very soon and finally in one piece of news that I hate to announce because it shows uh, I can't I feel like my geek card has to be revoked. It's a movie series that I have not seen, but people have literally said it's the most it's the example of a perfect movie. And that is the best movie franchise series 
of all time. And people freaked out when they announced this. Variety Online reports that Paddington 3 is officially in development and everyone freaked out. I haven't seen the movies. I know, I know. Revoke my geek card. But everybody swears that Paddington and Paddington 2 are the greatest movies of all time. Greatest as in perfectly made and that you will walk away with a smile, feeling good. I might finally have to uh, dive into that one. But with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about something that I think you'll be hearing more about, and that is Starlink versus 5G. It all has to do with Internet. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment I like to call the Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world. And I got—I know last week we had a lot of serious topics. I got some more serious ones today, because some big things are happening in the world. But I want to focus mainly on this one, because we got to move a little fast. So if I have time, I'll go over some smaller stories. But this one I want to bring up, because I think it's something we'll be talking about and discussing throughout the year. Now, this is completely different than what I said two years ago when I said that this app streaming service, and this is terrible. I honestly cannot remember the name of this service. QB, there it is. Uh, it's not anything like that, where I say it's going to be the next hot ticket item, and then it'll go away. No, this is something that will actually be here, and I think that a lot of people should be aware of it, especially because we are in a place with lots of farmers and lots of people who aren't around cell towers. I'll explain it here in a second. This is Starlink and 5G. If you don't know, SpaceX has a program called Starlink. It is a satellite internet service, which means it works best with a clear view of the sky in wide open spaces. So storms, trees, buildings, snow, and any other natural or man-made obstruction can weaken the signal or drop the internet connection altogether. Data packets uh, are and other virtual information literally get beamed down from space so that of all the stuff, if anything gets in the way, the Internet is probably going to get spotty. Uh, they do have some concerns. They said their main concerns are uh, the capacity. If it's one or two people using it, that's fine. But what happens when you have so many people, like 50,000 people using the Internet from one satellite, they're worried that it's going to slow down the service significantly. So they can have all of these press events where they show off, ah, take a look at the internet speeds of Starlink. And then when you actually use it and have lots of people using it, it might slow down significantly. So that's one of the negatives. But this is really designed for people in rural areas. I'll explain that more in a second here. To, to continue, the other side is 5G. 5G has an advantage over Starlink in terms of reliable service because it is built on top of existing cellular infrastructure. So if you have if you live in a house where you have great cell service, 5G might end up being better for you because it's already built in the system. You don't have to get something from a satellite up in the sky. You are already using cellular waves. They're just adding on top of it to enable 5G. And to get 5G service at home, you'd have to stick an antenna or small receiver or transmitter on your house, which then can then ping a 5G antenna in a nearby cell tower. And the signal beams into your home and then a Wi-Fi router will cover your house and then you'll be able to go on the internet. So people living in rural towns and cities will have a better chance with Starlink if you can afford it because uh, 
you want a big open area. So I think one of the main things that Starlink is trying to do is they really want to help people who don't have access to Internet. There are a lot of people out there who don't have access to Internet because of cell service or because the the infrastructure that these Internet companies have can't make it out there. So this is one of the big ways they're trying to push for it. They're also trying to push for a cheap way for everybody to have access to the internet. So we're going to be hearing a lot more of this because the big thing is going to be 5G. And a lot of these cell phone companies that are finally converting over this year to 5G are going to come out and say, hey, don't go to Comcast anymore. Buy your internet service through us. You'll have your internet 5G will be quicker than heck, and you can just pay it all through there. You don't have to worry about Comcast anymore. So I think Comcast is kind of shaking in their boots. I don't think they own any percentage of any cell companies, but uh, I know that places like AT&T are heavily in being invested with all of this in T-Mobile. So you're going to have to make a choice at some point. And why I bring this up this week is because Starlink just opened up pre-orders for their service. You can sign up right now. I think you have to pay $100 up front. And if you cancel it before it launches, uh, they'll give you the full price back. But uh, with that price, you get the antenna and everything you need for your service. But uh, you have to type in your address because your service will be available to you at some point. Some people will get it a lot quicker than others. So I don't know. It's really going to be up to the people to decide what they want. But uh, I'll be very curious to see how effective this is going to be. Just because I know a lot of people who use the old satellites way back in the day. And I know they still use satellites for satellite TV. But... I know a lot of people who had issues when that started rolling out, and I'm just curious if Starlink is going to be able to hold up. They said they want to uh, invest more into more satellites to have more access to people. I'll just be curious to see if they're going to be able to uh, hold that structure and make it a success while trying to keep away 5G, because 5G will have speeds that are unamazingly that are amazingly crazy in how fast it will work. So uh, that's a little bit, just a tiny little dip into 5G and Starlink. I wanted to cover it because you guys need to know about it. It's going to be something I have a feeling you're going to be hearing a lot more about as people start to expand in their world of the Internet. Uh, some quick ones, then we'll take a break. Uh, Minneapolis is doing something awesome. They are prohibiting the use of facial recognition software by its police departments. Uh, I'm not going to go into the whole controversy, both sides of it. I just think uh, we should protect our privacies while we have them, because the moment you give up your privacies is the moment that it's gone for good. So I'm glad they're doing this. There are still a lot of issues with facial recognition and uh, race issues behind it, ageism behind it, and privacy issues behind it. So I'm glad that a city is taking up that. And finally, uh, you know... Well, I really trust Facebook. Facebook is great with our information, right? They would never take our information and sell it to anyone, right? Oh, they did once? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Well, now they're good, right? Yeah, yeah, they're good now. Well, Facebook wants to work, is reportedly working on a smartwatch that will carry your health information on it so that you can get help if something happens. Or, like, let's say you have an allergy and your an ambulance comes and grabs you to take you to the hospital. This will signify to people, hey, I have this. Here's the one thing. I don't like Facebook. I don't trust what Facebook does with our information. The last thing in the world I want is to give Facebook more information about me and my health. You have to remember, the hot ticket item right now in the world of cyberspace is your information. 
Everybody wants your information. Everybody wants as much information as they can so they can sell that info to advertisers to advertise to you directly. That is why when you say something out loud, you might see an ad for it on Facebook. It happens. But with that, you guys, we're going to take a break, and then we'll end the show with the top five lists of the week. Something more fun, a little stay away from all that technical stuff. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome to the last part of The Geek Show. In fact, it's my favorite part of The Geek Show because we do the top five list of the week. This is where I find five pieces of audio from throughout the week that I think are the most important and that you should be aware of. Does it lean heavily on the movie trailers? Yes, because we're getting a lot of movie trailers, but I'm glad to say today I only have two trailers and wow, I got some things to say about them. So for right now, let's get into the top five audio list of the week and we'll start off with one that blew up on Twitter. Number five. Yes, number five goes to, uh, if you don't know, it's the 25th anniversary, I think it was this week, the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore, which is the Adam Sandler movie where he's a golfer and there's a guy, his coach has a wooden hand or something. I don't, it's been forever since I watched it. I liked Adam Sandler's earlier stuff. I'm not the biggest fan of his uh, later stuff, but he tweeted this out, a little video I'll play for you. I thought it was really funny. Okay, it's been 25 years since I've done this. Let's see what happens. I'm scared. Shooter McGavin, this is for you. And I'm not lying to you, that is smashed. Smashed. And that went pretty well. You're dead, Shooter. <laughs> Shooter is the bad guy in the movie, but he actually like nails that that shot really well. It, it looked fantastic. But what was really cool was the guy, Shooter McGavin, who was the bad guy in the movie, actually responded to him in a video. I thought this was pretty funny. Nice drive, Gilmore. 25 years, huh? Let's see if it's uh, Shooter's tour. Check it out. Oh, yeah. It's all about the short game. Drive for show, putt for the dough. Money. Shooter. Still got it. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, I'm glad that they both still have a sense of humor about it. But uh, I, I really question, because they both nailed their shots. He did a shorter one, the bad guy, while Adam Sandler did a, a bigger one. And I, I'm just curious, because you got to agree with me on this one. They had to do multiple takes for it, right? I mean, they wouldn't just post something of them doing a, a really bad miss or anything. But with that, that is the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore. They were tweeting out some stuff and some cool things popping up online, if you want to know 
know more about the movie. Number four. Number four. Number four goes to a just a hilarious video that I saw on the good old website Reddit, and I thought it was hilarious. I really, seriously, throughout the week, I always take place bets in my mind of what's going to be the next viral video, and I thought this one was going to be it, but sadly, it's only a, to 15,000 uh, views online. It didn't get as popular as I thought it would, but uh, a lady posted on Reddit, which is a very popular website that you can waste literally hours upon hours of your life on. And uh, she said that I made my husband risk his life uh, in the snowstorm in St. Louis to get me corn dogs. And the husband ended up on the local news. And uh, I'm going to play the clip. There's some laughing in it from the wife, but I just thought it was hilarious. I'm going to up the volume a bit because it's a little hard to hear. But this is a husband who risks his life for corn dogs. clear snow nearly as quickly as it falls in the Columbia Shopping Center. One of the people making a quick dash inside, truck driver Tom Cavins. My wife wanted uh, some corn dogs for dinner, so I uh, dug the car out of snow to grab some corn dogs for her. It's still like this is nothing new to me, really. Yeah, I just love that short and simple clip uh, because a lot of us Midwesterners are like, ah, this snow is nothing. We'll go through it. But uh, the fact that the husband got on there and got to share uh, him risking his life for some cord dogs. Obviously, he wasn't really risking his life. He was safe about it all. But uh, I thought that was really funny. And I'm so disappointed it didn't blow up virally. Number three. Number three. Okay, number three, I can only play a little bit. I really want to play them all, but I can't because of there's this whole licensing agreement in radio. You can only play like up to 30 seconds of a song. But uh, there is a YouTube channel called Franzoli Electronics, and they use Tesla coils to make music. And the electric shock hits this device and it causes it to make music and it looks really cool and it sounds even cooler so i'm gonna play just a little bit of this this is the top seven movie songs using tesla coils i think it is really just funky So it just sounds electronic and cool. And the fact that it was making that noise just with the, the Tesla coils shooting electricity, I think is really awesome. Uh, the guy who makes these videos, and he makes several of them, uh, went on to explain that uh, this isn't a thing going through a computer making any of this sound, that it's the actual devices making it. And he said what shocks a lot of people when they see this live is how loud it is. He had to lower the volume when he recorded this. But super cool. Franzoli, F-R-A-N-Z-O-L-I, electronics. Look them up on YouTube. They have tons of videos, but just really cool electronic vibe to music. Number two. Number two. Okay, here we go. Uh, I have a long rant, I think, coming. Uh, this is a trailer, The I guess the teaser trailer. No, I think it's the reveal trailer for Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League, the movie that we saw a couple years ago, but it's a new one with new stuff in it. I'll explain after. I had a dream. Almost like a premonition. There's an attack coming. My lord, this world will fall. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. 
How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. Yeah, so that is the trailer, the official trailer for the Zack Snyder's edition of Justice League. Now, okay, I'm going to try to explain this as best and quickly as possible, but Justice League came out several years ago, and when they were originally making that film, Zack Snyder was on board and was making it. Well, while he was making the movie, he started to spend a lot of money, and with that was the not exactly big... uh, box office reviews when it came to Batman versus Superman, which he also directed. And Warner Brothers was like, uh-oh, we have a problem. We need to get Zack Snyder out. His style is not good for Justice League. So they fired him mid-movie and then brought in Joss Whedon, who directed the uh, Avengers movies. And he came in, filmed some more scenes, and then edited the film, wrapped it up, and then we got his edition of Justice League. Well, apparently there were hours upon hours of extra footage that was never used in the movie, and people have been begging uh, Warner Brothers and HBO to release a version that Zack Snyder would approve of. So once they announced HBO Max, which is the streaming service, they said, okay, we're going to do it. They put in a bunch of money. They even filmed some new shots and scenes for the movie, and they're going to have like an extra hour of footage in the end. I mean, this is going to be a four-hour movie. And uh, I just really question if we need it. I mean, I know it's cool to see that, but uh, I feel like we've kind of moved on from the Justice League. Uh, I know that Ben Affleck is no longer going to be Batman. I think Flash will be still Flash, and Wonder Woman will still be Wonder Woman, but I think everyone else is getting recasted. But uh, one of my biggest annoyances, too, and I know I'm, I'm one of those snobby, artsy kids who went to film school, but I... Uh, I like good dialogue, and I want to show you an example of bad dialogue. I I feel like this is just really, really bad. We live in a society where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? Batman. Yeah, so that was the Joker played by Jared Leto, but it's that, that one sentence that has become a meme online. People have been making fun of it constantly. We are a society. That's some pretty bad writing, in my opinion. Uh, maybe some others will disagree with me, but, uh, we'll all really have an opinion on it when it comes out on March 18th. So, about a month away. Here's number one. Number one. Okay. Wow. This trailer is something different. Uh, Disney released a trailer for a upcoming movie on their streaming service, Disney Plus. And I'm going to play a little bit of this. And if you follow The Geek Show, uh, I want you to think back of some trailers that I've talked about before and what this trailer like eerily resembles based on the way she talks and the way just how it's set up. So this is Disney's Corella, which is a telling a origin story of Corella DeVille, played by Emma Stone. From the very beginning, I realized I saw the world differently than everyone else. That didn't sit well with some people. But I wasn't for everyone. I guess they were always scared that I'd be a psycho. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I'm going to go back to this. Uh, You might have an idea, but this might give it away. Just listen to this part that really sealed the deal for me. (laughs) 
Okay, the evil laugh. What other trailer did we have about a year ago about a person who hated society and society looked down upon them and they were crazy and thought differently? The Joker. This trailer is like eerily like the Joker trailer. And I'm kind of uncomfortable by it because I could not see Disney making an R-rated Corilla DeVille story. But this movie really looks like a Joker-esque light movie. So it will have the Corilla DeVille's character, but it looks to be the same setup as the Joker movie, which... I don't know how I feel about that. It's just a little too common. Now, trailers can be significantly different than what movies actually are. We've seen that before. I've talked about it. Trailers are designed to make you want to go see a movie. And regardless on what you actually see and, and, and what you get as a final product, they just want to get you into the door and buy tickets. And uh, this one's coming out to Disney Plus, not uh, paid. You just have to have the service, and it'll be out in May of this year. But I don't know. I'm going to need another trailer to see where it's going. I don't hate it. I just think it's really weirdly like The Joker, which I love The Joker. In fact, I think it said it was my favorite movie of that year. So maybe it's going to be okay. I don't know. I will say visually, though, it looks phenomenal. So that is Disney's Corella. It's coming to Disney Plus. And uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting. I know a lot of people are like, come on, Disney, stop doing origin stories and remakes. Give us something new. Uh, I'll let other people fight that. And with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. You know, we're almost here. Spring is almost here. And uh, I think we're all, at least for me and the people I know, we're all just tired of this stupid weather and this stupid snow. But we'll get there. And remember, you're never alone out there. Us fellow geeks have to watch each other and watch each other's back. So go do something good. Do something great. And I will see you all next week. Have a fantastic weekend. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD.